Make other people come to you. Use bait if necessary. When you force the other person to act, you are the one in control. It is always better to make your opponent come to you, abandoning his own plans in the process. Lure him with fabulous gains, then attack. You hold the cards. Now I decided to skip the first story and observance of the law simply because it's a story that's not simple and easy to understand and recite back to a listener. So instead I'm going to start Law 8 with a quote by Otto von Bismarck, one of the greatest leaders and politicians that ever existed. When I have laid bait for deer, I don't shoot at the first doe that comes to sniff, but wait until the whole herd is gathered around. Remembering that this law is making other people come to you. That's the relevancy of that quote. Keys to power. Now, when talking about leadership and trying to initiate a series of bold moves, a lot of people will do this. They'll try and be aggressive. Let's, let's, let's set a plan in and initiate, as I said, a series of bold moves to bring power. More often than not, once this individual has reached the peak of their power, his enemies band together and try and eliminate him. And he exhausts himself going in each direction, eventually collapsing. And what Robert writes is the and is so true, the aggressive person is rarely in full control. He cannot see more than a couple of moves ahead, cannot see the consequences of this bold move or that one. Because he is constantly being forced to react to the moves of his ever-growing host of enemies and to the unforeseen consequences of his rash actions. His aggressive energy is turned against him. See, as a male, masculinity is often defined and classed with aggressiveness. You know, a lot of people's image of young men, when you describe their character, the person, the word aggressive will often come up and it will be used in a negative connotation and, and that can exemplify the untactful methods we sometimes use to go about achieving our goals or getting certain things, you know, using that aggressiveness. And now we're talking about how that aggressive energy can be turned against you very easily if you're not careful. In the realm of power, you must ask yourself, what is the point of chasing here and there, trying to solve problems and defeat my enemies if I never feel in control? Why am I always having to react to events instead of directing them? The answer is simple, he writes. Your idea of power is wrong. You have mistaken aggressive action for effective action. Because don't get it twisted, they're not the same thing. Aggressive action does not mean it's effective, it does not mean it's efficient, it does not mean it will work. Just because you feel like you're in control by an aggressive emotion does not mean you are. It's an illusion. A lot of the times, the most effective action is to stay back, keep calm, and let others be frustrated by the traps you lay for them, playing for long-term power rather than a quick victory. This requires patience. That's all it requires. Remember, the essence of power is the ability to keep the initiative to get others to react to your moves, to keep your opponent and those around you on the defensive. When you make other people come to you, you suddenly become the one controlling the situation, and the one who has, con who has control as power. The first thing that comes to mind when I read that, and I know a lot of other people read, will hear that, they'll think, women, or men if you're, if you're a woman. The game of power in relationships and seduction, or whatever you want to call it. Males in our society are still 
expected it in a lot of situations to make the first move. Whether that be to approach a girl, approach a woman, ask her out, ask her on a date, um, uh, whatever the situation, the man is expected to make the first move. Now, yeah, that's changing a little bit as we're, as society is getting older and um, our modern society is growing and our culture is developing. More often than not, unless you have something that 95% of other people don't have, then you're going to have to take the action and approach this girl or, or, or get whatever you want. So therefore, you automatically lose a degree of control and power by being the one to make the move first. And in this situation, this is when a lot of younger or inexperienced men, boys, will fuck up. By this method, they will they will place a high degree of value and importance and significance on this one person, this one woman, this one girl. As if the success with this one girl, whether that be to date her, fuck her, or be in a relationship, or any, any whatever your goal is, get her number, whatever. Their significance will be placed on this one goal because of the lack of control that is lost by the process of being the one to take action first. Now, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm not saying don't make moves, wait for women to come to you because you're going to be waiting a while. And don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to admonish or, or, or say don't approach women. I'm just saying if you are not aware of the power and control that you may lose in the process of approaching someone or making taking action on something first, then you may be of detriment if you're not aware. Because right now, that woman, that opposite person or that opposite entity or goal has more power. They are more in control. But again, this can be flipped and depending on your mindset and your emotion, you may be able to flip it and turn it around. Okay, but let's, let's flip around. Let's, let's play the male role, okay? Imagine the male role. You're imagining uh, you're trying to get someone to approach you. Two things must happen to place yourself in this position. You yourself must learn to master your emotions and never be influenced by anger. Meanwhile, however, you must play on people's natural tendency to react angrily when pushed and baited. In the long run, the ability to make others come to you is a weapon far more powerful than any tool of aggression. Okay, now that paragraph doesn't particularly pertain to women because we're not trying to get them to react angrily. That would be a more diplomatic way of, uh, in a realm of business, in the realm of entrepreneurship, in the realm of real power outside of the opposite sex. I think that would apply best. But even so, he says, you must learn to master your emotions and never be influenced by anger. I would extend that to never be influenced by anger, jealousy, resentment. That's huge for both genders. And while he says you must play on people's natural tendency to react angrily when pushed and baited, I would tweak that if we're talking about the opposite sex, you must play on people's natural tendency of superficiality, of mystery, of wonder, of curiosity. What do I mean by that? I mean superficiality, the first thing. Everybody judges our first appearance. Okay, maybe not everybody, but the majority of people. It's the first thing you see. Is this person attractive? Is this person appealing 
to look at. So presenting yourself in a way that is pleasant to the other person is going to increase your chance of being approached. Obviously, ugly motherfuckers out there aren't getting approached by a lot of girls. No matter the gender. Why have more attractive guys who hear more stories about, oh yeah, this girl asked for my number and then and then the other are more unattractive the less charismatic guys about are wondering really that happens i used to wonder that myself i honestly did and then the tables flipped around and then i understood because i had it happening to me i'm like oh shit now i understand so i've played both sides of the table and i've learned how to deal with it so that's what i'm trying to impart onto maybe someone to help someone and i said mystery and i said curiosity and mystery and curiosity piques anybody's interest, no matter their gender. And how you can use those to your advantage is by, I would say, concealing your intentions and always saying less than necessary. And I'm talking about law three and four of the 48 laws of power. Exercising those two laws may create a mysterious aura around you because you're not revealing everything about yourself. And maybe you're remaining more stoic in certain things and this intrigues people at times. But I'm getting off point. This isn't a motherfucking how to pick up girls video. This is not what it's about. But I just tried to apply it to something real that everybody could relate to. But I ain't trying to teach. I, this is not my area of expertise. But it's just something I've learned that maybe could help someone else. In a more diplomatic arena, Robert notes, all of us have only so much energy. And there is a moment when our energies are at their peak. When you make the other person come to you, he wears himself out, wasting his energy on the trip. Another benefit of making your opponent come to you is that it forces them to operate in your territory. Your territory is something where you're comfortable, clearly. So being on hostile ground will make him nervous and often he will rush his actions and make mistakes. For negotiations or meetings, it is always wise to lure others into your territory or the territory of your choice. You have your bearings while they see nothing familiar and are suddenly placed on the defensive. Now here's the best part of it. Here's the best part of it. Manipulation is a dangerous game. Okay? This book is largely about that in certain ways. But once someone suspects he's being manipulated, it becomes harder and harder to control him. Yes, correct. But... When you make your opponent come to you, you create the illusion that he is controlling the situation. Now that illusion is reality to this other person because of a lack of awareness. Because of a lack of awareness of what is really going on. Because of an ignorance. Because of an ignorance of not understanding that you can lose power and control by going to someone else by not operating on your own territory. You may think, because there's, there's some benefits. You may, you may convince yourself, oh no, yeah. I'll, I'll go to him, I'll go to her. I, I'll leave on my time, but I'll, I'll, I'll go to her, that's cool. I'm controlling this situation, you may be thinking that. But in fact, it's merely an illusion. A really cool example that relates to this is pickpocketing. The key to pickpocketing is knowing which pocket contains the wallet. Experienced pickpocketers often ply their trade in train stations or other places where clearly marked signs read, Beware of pickpocketers. And passerbys seeing the sign invariably feel for their wallet, make sure it's still there. And for the watching pickpocketers, it's like shooting fish in a fucking barrel. 
and pickpocketers even be known to place their own Beware of Pickpocketers signs to ensure their own success. They have used what people think is a safety mechanism, is something that will help them create awareness, but really can end up being of detriment to them. This Beware of Pickpocketers sign can, can mess you up. But the pickpocket is smart, because they didn't have to do anything. All they have to do is put a sign up. Suddenly they know exactly which pocket your wallet is in. Now there is a little story that I do like that pertains well to this law. Uh, there was a great Renaissance artist, architect, Filippo, I'm not going to pronounce his last name. I'm not even going to try. So, Filippo B, if you want to look it up. But Filippo, great architect, okay? He was repairing the dome, the Santa Maria del Fiore Cathedral in Florence. The city officials hired a second man, Lorenzo, to work with him. Now, Filippo, he wasn't happy. He knew that this man, Lorenzo, wouldn't do half, wouldn't do anything, yet he'd get half the credit. And suddenly, Filippo's like, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna develop suddenly an illness and, and fake sick. So he stopped, so he obviously had to stop to work. They, they thought he was sick. But then he told the city officials, no, you'll be fine. Lorenzo will finish the job. And soon it became clear Lorenzo was useless. The officials started begging Filippo to come back. He ignored them, insisting Lorenzo should finish the project until they finally realized the problem. They fired Lorenzo. By some miracle, Filippo recovered within days. He did not have to throw a tantrum or make a fool of himself. He simply practiced the art of making others come to you. If on one occasion you make it a point of dignity that others must come to you and you succeed, they will do so even after you stop trying. That is such an intelligent, respectful, dignified way to go about getting your way. He didn't have to throw a tantrum. All he had to do was show the truth that this man had no skills. And that way he would be able to take all the credit. Reversal. Although it is generally the wiser policy to make others exhaust themselves chasing you, there are, the op there are opposite cases where striking suddenly and aggressively at the enemy so demoralizes him that his energies sink. Instead of making others come to you, you go to them. Force the issue. Take the lead. Fast attack can be an awesome weapon, for it forces the other person to react without the time to think or plan. With no time to think, people make errors in judgment and are thrown on the defensive. This tactic is the obverse of waiting and baiting, but it serves the same function. You make your enemy respond on your terms. The reality is you must choose your tactics depending on the situation. If you have time on your side and know that your enemies are at least at equal strength, then deplete their strength by making them come to you. If time is against you, your enemies are weaker and waiting will only give them a chance to recover, give them no such chance. Strike quickly and they have nowhere to go. Time is against us all. If you see someone on the street, you think, damn, is she cute? I'm gonna say something. And you hesitate, and you don't do it, you don't take action, and you wait five, ten seconds, procrastinating whether you should do it or not, you turn around, and she's gone. That's it. She's gone. You'll never see her again. That could have been your motherfucking girl of your dreams, motherfucker. That could have been your wife. But you hesitated. Don't hesitate. Strike quickly. And play tactfully.